Welcome back to Season 2 of the JP Forever Podcast. We are talking Survivor once again. I'm John. I'm Jared. And uh, we are back for Survivor David vs. Goliath. Season 37. Season 37. We took a couple weeks off at the beginning here, folks. It's football season, you know, priorities are priorities. Um, But let's get into it. David vs. Goliath, the premise of this season of Survivor is like, you know, uh, Goliath being a tribe of highly successful people. People that have had things given to them or easier access, where David is the underdog, probably not the best jobs or the best environment back at home, nothing against any of them, but that's kind of the premise of underdog versus person in power. You know, and we saw that kind of um, illustrated by these Goliath people talking about their successful careers and, you know, what they've achieved in life. We've got a CEO, we've got a big-time movie writer, we've got physicians, police officers, things like that. And contrasted then, with the David tribe where like the first night when they're in this massive rainstorm that they had, they're all telling their like troublesome stories about whether it's, you know, abuse in the home or family um, member passing, yeah. something not working out for them in a job, uh, money, all of those different topics. But really creates a uh, interesting scenario for this season of just you know everyone wants to root for the underdog but some people also like to go with the people in first place so you kind of got to choose your side of do you want to see the front runner keep winning see the people of power win or do you want to see that upset that you normally wouldn't expect right so we're talking about the first three episodes today um first two episodes i think not surprisingly the goliath tribe won both immunity challenges uh, by the time we got to the third episode, David had won a, a challenge. But let's recap a little bit um, and talk about... First guy to go off was Pat. Uh, the David tribe had just lost their immunity challenge and were riding back to camp on the vote, you know, expecting to have to go to tribal council. Pat uh, winds up hurting his back and is evacuated for medical reasons, so they don't go to tribal council. What did you think about Pat? Um, you know, Pat, in his early parts of the season, he did a lot of great work building that shelter. That's his job, um, is at least some kind of a building engineer, so doing great things with getting everyone a shelter during a cyclone, which was huge for that tribe. Just kind of hate to see him get off for a reason not of his own doing. Just a cyclone came in and they've had huge waves and he cracked his back somehow. Um, He was kind of annoying, a little bossy, but I think everyone enjoyed him once he built such a great shelter and protected them from the storm. Just kind of sucks. He did all that work, probably bought himself a long runway and then just had it cut short. There's like a, a very specific type of, I think, New York personality where it, you find a weird balance um, when when you have that kind of person on the show. Dominic from last season, uh, Ghost Island, was a perfect example of, you know, he also had that really loud, uh, abrasive personality, but managed to make friends with, you know, everybody yeah. enough to get to the end of this show. Yeah, um, if you have a level of confidence, uh, it can go a long way. I think Pat had that, um, you know, just like the giant season so far down downhill yeah same with him right uh so pat goes home on this medical evacuation 
episode two, we had Jess voted out, and this was a bit of a blindside. Um, the tribe consensus was they had lost two straight immunity challenges. They kind of needed to have a strong physical team, and Jess was not the consensus choice for it. Um, but uh, they wound up um, swinging a vote in Jess's direction when really Lursa, Elizabeth, and um, Gabby all kind of started spinning wheels. Got the, uh, we're now calling them the Mason Dixon line, which I still don't know how I feel about that nickname mm-hmm. for the Christian and Nick Alliance. But they got them on board, got Jess out of there. Any thoughts on that vote? Um, kind of surprised. I thought Larcy was the one that you go with, you don't want to keep ending up at Tribal Council. So you have to do that fine line of, can I get someone out that's weak? The counter thought is you want to keep them along because then that way you can vote them out later because they're really not a threat. I think early on you want to win challenges so you keep yourself moving along. I thought Lurcy was going to be that person to get voted out, but it seems like they were able to swing that vote towards Jess's direction. You could obviously tell she was upset. She didn't even like turn around or say anything to anyone. Yeah. She clearly felt like uh, she was kicked out from underneath and just walked out and upset about it. Yeah. So the most recent elimination was Jeremy from the Goliath tribe after they kind of got upset in a, uh, in a puzzle challenge. Um, I think more to that challenge than to the tribal council, it was interesting to see the dynamic of Natalie insisting that she get in on the puzzle part of that challenge, uh, failing miserably at it. Since the very beginning of the show, there was talk about Natalie kind of having that target on her back and being the one that nobody really liked around camp because she has an abrasive personality. Beyond abrasive. Yeah. Um, But same thought there. She was able to survive just like uh, Larcy. Weak player. You were able to keep her along. Jeremy's probably the stronger player if you had to put him head-to-head. And the tribe went with... And surprisingly, um, everyone was voting against Jeremy once they showed the votes. Yeah, that was shocking so. To me. Um, that's a big win, I think, for Angelina. We'll talk on later. She was able to make that power move early of getting that. That's a feather in her cap for making a move. Because in the end, you want to always talk about things you've done to progress your ideas and yourself further in the game. She made a move early and was able to keep Natalie, which wasn't the original idea. Everyone kind of hates her, so they wanted her to go. But Jeremy. Yeah. I don't know. I also feel like he kind of was maybe like a 20% chance, but I think also his own way of talking, and especially at Tribal, he was a complete jackass. Really didn't help him. I think he then swinged it to almost making everyone make it a 50-50 vote, and then everyone just kind of decided, Jeremy, you're out. Yeah, he did himself no favors by his like tirade that he went yeah, his, on. Yeah, his rant, I think... Officially put the nail in his coffin. She was terrible, but like everybody already knew that, and somehow he, she was the more composed during tribal council, right. which I didn't think was possible. Yeah. So, all right, we're gonna get into some superlatives here. What we think is gonna happen the rest of the season. Um, kind of our analysis on some of the players. Um, strongest at challenges from a physical standpoint so far. I think it's either John or Alec from the Goliath tribe, both of them. Uh, They've both kind of executed uh, in some of the challenges. Alec did the the ladder um, pull in episode two, uh, where he knocks some keys off of the top. 
John is, you know, just uh, this professional wrestler, obviously a really strong guy, really funny guy too, has Mm -hmm. like 500 nicknames for himself. Um, What do you think about those two guys as players? Uh, Definitely agree from a physical standpoint. Both guys are that alpha male from a physicality point. I think that they will keep the Goliaths in a lot of challenges that take um, will and having to have strength. So I think they're both strong players from that standpoint. We'll see if they can keep winning challenges Um, because that could be one of those things down the road where they become a threat because usually physical threats are seen as the number one to vote out later in the game. So if they make that point, I think that will be a target on their back. But for now, they're going to help their teams get to that later point. Yeah. Okay, uh, puzzle challenges. Who do you think is the best at puzzles? Gotta Easy be answer. Christian, aka Calcutron. Yeah. Um, just he, the guy has algorithms for puzzles. It sounds like the perfect way to win in Survivor. It's like he's pre- been preparing for his whole life. Yeah. Obviously, the edit of Survivor, they play up some of these characteristics of people like, you know, Christian is this smart but really nerdy guy. He is just like straight out of Big Bang Theory, like Sheldon. He's and they called that at the beginning yeah. too. Um, it's like to the point where it's almost obnoxious how much of a nerd he is. But but he does have a likable uh, streak to him too. Yeah, I would almost say he's a mashup of Sheldon and Nicolas Cage yeah. in the way that he's got the smarts, but then he does all these quirky. Um, just ways of how he communicates. He like does his head tilting and he like moves his hands awkwardly and he has these pauses. Just reminds me of a Nick Cage movie, but then put Sheldon's brain into it of the smarts. He talks like a guy who's putting emphasis on every single word. Um, But hey, the man is a PhD uh, graduate. He definitely, yeah, he's going to win a lot of these brain challenges, which... For David, if they can stay there physically, then it's going to keep them. Because that's usually the thing that trips up all these physical tribes is they get to the end, but they can't finish the puzzle. Right. That's where David, at least since this past challenge, was able to keep up with them and then just blow it away with the puzzle. Yeah, we've talked about it on the show uh, before, but um, there, there are so many of these challenges that they put together into Survivor where the physical part at the beginning really doesn't matter that much because as long as you get to the puzzle and you know you're somewhat in it there's a chance to win just off the puzzle itself um all right best player from a scheming game uh like you know social game type of perspective who do you think so i thought angelina as i talked about a little bit earlier she did that sway with getting all the votes to go towards jeremy I just think that she's got that little click with the girls, and then she's also, I feel like, good friends with everyone except Natalie throughout the entire tribe. No one's friends with Natalie. Let's make that clear. Yeah. Um, but I think she's the one that's got the smarts but then all and the scheme and the social skills. Right. So I think from a scheme standpoint, she's already proven with this past one for Jeremy. But overall, I think she's probably the best schemer. Yeah. Yeah, I think coming maybe in a close second is Gabby. She, kind of out of nowhere, just out of a sense of paranoia, orchestrated the whole Jess getting voted out in the second episode um, by bringing on 
uh, Lursa and uh, Elizabeth and getting the uh, Mason Dixon guys on there. That that seemed to be her pulling yeah, the string. Yeah, it's really back to back episodes of having blindsides, right? And having people make power moves. So yeah, both Angelina and Gabby, you gotta give it to them because they're the, really the orchestrators of how those came about. Yeah. All right. Most annoying goes to Natalie. Natalie by a mile. She just. I know she's a CEO, and some CEOs we've all worked with them where they just are going to give you direction. What CEOs you working with, man? <laughs> day to day. I'm just on the phone with uh, all the bosses of the world. I'm um, Donald Trump all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's really just, I mean that more as in a boss where yeah. some are just going to give you straight directions, a lot of delegation, and that's Natalie to a T. The thing on Survivor, as Dan, SWAT Dan is our nickname for him, pointed out is I'm not an employee for you and you're acting like you're, we're all working for you. Yeah. And that's how she's treating people. So I really think her employees are probably rooting against her. Right. I can't imagine them cheering her on. She does have like a personality of a CEO and there's all kinds of studies about how it takes a very specific type of mindset to be a CEO. You have to be a little bit of a sociopath. You have to be confident. You have to be delegating because you can't do all the work, but she just, it's not for survivor in the way that you want to be a confident personality, but you don't want to be talking down to people. Because once you do that, then people are going to just say, listen, like, I have no relationship with you. You don't, like, own me in any way. You don't, yeah. like, do anything with my life. So if I vote you off, then I'll be happy about it. And it would maybe be different if she were willing to pitch a hand at times. Yeah, she just stares at everyone in camp. She was sitting during half the challenges, like the one yeah. they panned to Jeff, and you just see her sit up in the background all of a sudden. It's just, what has she really contributed other than just being annoying? Nothing. So I think that leads to who we think is next out. Um, We know that there's a tribe swap coming from the previews of the next episode, but out of current tribes right now, I think if Goliath were at tribal council, Natalie's gone. Mm -hmm. She just, you know, pulled this thing out by the skin of her teeth where she didn't get voted off. And she is not going to take her, you know, uh, last fight lying down. She's definitely going to come out in full bitch mode Mm -hmm. um, in this next episode if her neck's on the line. I just don't think she has a personality that is going to make corrective action. Yeah. She's going to stay in the lane she started, and she's going to finish in that lane. So I just don't think she'll change anything, and she's just going to annoy more people if she's on a new tribe. Maybe she just says, hey, this is a fresh restart. I'd be surprised. Like, hey, all of you new people, I can, this is me. You don't know me that well. But I still think there's obviously going to be some old Goliaths on that tribe. So they're going to poison the minds of those new team members saying Natalie needs to go. Jeremy had just an all timeline that he pointed out that uh, Natalie has been married for 24 years. So somebody actually likes the way that she acts. And I, I thought that was a perfect illustration of just how she seems totally unlikely yeah. to adjust herself at all. Jeremy's rant was not off. It was just not... Poorly the, timed. Yeah, poorly timed. That would be a beachside conversation, not yeah. at Tribal. Right. So, uh, again, current Tribe configurations, if David were to go, I think Gabby's next. She has a little bit of that paranoia that, again, nobody was gunning for her in episode two, but she was the one who really seized on the... 
we've got to put the target on someone. That target happened to be Jess, but it it was diverting people away from Larsa, not from Gabby. Mm-hmm. So if she continues to have that paranoia of just because you don't know exactly what's going on, you think you're in the like sniper's target, that's, that's not something that works out well. I, I think of Desiree from Ghost Island as mm-hmm. having that same paranoia where no one was going after you, but you decide to freak out on everybody. Well, all of a sudden you're putting yourself uh, with a target on you. Yeah, she seems emotional. Obviously, saw in the previews she has some kind of crying, melting breakdown. But then also I would say she had that scene with uh, Christian where she wanted to, she was just mopey saying, like, I need, pretty much just calling out for help already. And it was just like, what is already wrong? Yeah. Do you want to play with me? Which Christian said, had <laughs> a great move of in the sand and then <laughs> yeah, was ready to play in the sand. And then she's like, no, the game. It yeah. was just, Calcutron made a mistake there. He had right. to recalibrate. His, his human uh, conversation sensors weren't quite firing. But overall, I think that's just a foreshadowing of how she's going to be. She's going to be an up and down emotional roller coaster. And um, I don't know if that's someone people are going to want to play with eventually. Right. Okay. So we had a lot of crying in these first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you Especially get some, David Camp. You get some cries on Survivor always because it's a tough environment and stuff. Especially the rain. Couldn't really tell if they were crying. It was just water down their face at 24-7. Yeah, that, that can be their excuse. So we're going to rattle off some of the folks who cried here. Gabby. Um, Gabby cried, uh, oh, about... Nothing times. really. Like there, there was no good other than just it's shitty weather. But she was crying about tribal council. She was, you know, crying about the weather. Crying about Patrick. Yeah. Um, Carl was crying about Jess, who in like four is, days, in a weird his, way, is apparently like a daughter to him. Yeah, I could see that if it was day twenty, thirty, where right. like I've spent a lot of time with you. I see you as that. F- like daughter figure but four days and let's pump the brakes on yeah that. seriously get it because he's a <laughs> truck driver speaking of crying jess cried about her mom who i don't know i don't want to belittle her mom's like bad relationship but they didn't specifically call out any abuse uh, jess didn't uh, of her mother at least physical abuse Meanwhile, B, who is tough as nails, is just like, yeah, I was in a relationship for five years where my boyfriend beat me all the time. Uh, she's on the not cry list as B. Yeah, well, she's also an MMA fighter. I think she's incapable of crying at right. this point. Um, okay. Uh, Nick crying about his mother who uh, died from an overdose. Serious situation there, obviously. Nothing to make light of. Um, Jeremy... Cried about his dad, who uh, is an Alzheimer's patient. Alzheimer's, as he said. Alzheimer. Uh, and Mike uh, cried about Jeremy possibly going home because Mike likes Jeremy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not crying list, uh, again, B, uh, because she's badass and uh, she even tore her MCL or sprained her MCL, which had previously been torn. Um, didn't cry about that. Uh, Davey, he didn't cry because he's cool catching octopuses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tribe hero there in the first uh, few days. Yeah. Pat 
I, I don't think he was crying while he was on that stretcher. He was just in pain, like wincing. No, and stuff. there was some tears, but I also think he like broke his back. Yeah. So I think <laughs> anyone would be crying. Uh, and Natalie, because she does not have a heart. <laughs> she is incapable of crying. I'm sure. Yeah. No emotion there. All right. Um, let's talk about the showmance of Kara and Dan the SWAT man. Um, right away, kick it off. Just Dan is just over, head over the heels. head over heels, over the moon for uh, Kara. Just you know, here's a cop, here's a, a cute blonde, and he is just like all in on it, saying, oh, "I'm not going to let it happen to me," and just goes, "Nope, right? She is beautiful, and I'm going to tell her about it too." <laughs> yeah, they they were getting like, very intimate from the first, first conversation. Minutes. Um, so interestingly everybody starts to analyze their like obvious you know showmance that they've got going on from the beginning yeah i think jeremy was the first to call it out right talking about how you know first of all it's not a good move to get into a show relationship because people think that you're going to be loyal to that person and that person only right yeah there's a bad outside stigma then you're always going to be blind in making decisions because for yourself, really, the point is to win the game. Yeah. However, you're going to make a decision that could possibly advance you further, but you don't want to hurt Kara, so you're going to keep her around, and then you vote off someone else, and then all of a sudden that could retaliate back at you. Yeah, it's a mess. So then the interesting They say love is a battlefield. True. The interesting twist was that uh, Kara... Um, everybody seems to think might be taking Dan for a little bit of a ride, using him a bit more than his intentions, while stupid, seem to be a bit more pure. Yeah. Because um, he was the one really starting the whole conversation, saying, is this going to be a showman? really flattering her, complimenting all of that. And she accepted it, saying similar things, but there was just different degrees like dan was all in she was more accepting and like yeah i like this idea where dan just seemed like he's about to like buy a ring on the island yeah he'd rather come away with a fiance than with the million dollars and that's why i don't think he has a shot at winning love is priceless (laughs) um all right let's talk about our least favorites then uh jared who's your least favorite i know the answer to this natalie yeah yeah um, I think we've said probably enough about why she's awful. She just has a demanding personality, has no interest in listening to what anybody wants to do. I It was pretty remarkable to me that, you know, Jeremy at first, the first time he approached her was trying to say, look, you're turning everyone off to you by the way that you're acting mm-hmm. right now. He was being helpful. And yeah. Then all of a sudden like a flip switched and he went kind of haywire yeah and she's like no i'm not uh shut up you don't know what you're talking about i mean worked for her in this up to this point we both think that it doesn't have a chance at lasting much longer but that was just not the right situation he was very correct in mm-hmm. what he was trying to tell her yeah natalie is bad just for the sake of you know having somebody different on the list, because I, I also agree it's Natalie who's the worst. But in a close second is Gabby because it frustrates me to no end when people get that paranoia about 
nothing and it springs up out of nowhere you're not on the line whatsoever and that's exactly what she did and that's why i think that she's likely to be off soon too yeah she's just gonna be a little bit annoying um we'll see how she plays out i feel like she's either gonna be off the next episode from any emotional breakdown or she'll have that kind of calm her down and then she'll reset so interesting yeah. to see how she'll go forward yeah i don't think all hope is lost for her like it is for natalie maybe but... christian which that could be the next showmance also yeah. gabby and christian they seem to have this little love twinkle in they their do eyes. i don't know if christian the robot is capable of love though um i think he is he may be he may be um all right who's your favorite player so far um, I would say Angelina. I think she's played a great game so far. Uh, social. She's won over a lot of the, her tribe mates. So that's at least my, one of my favorite people to watch. Or John, just because, as we said earlier, he has like 500 names for himself. And he always yeah. finds a way to layer in a witty wrestling The mayor line. of Slamtown. Yeah. So I always enjoy his uh, comedic uh, interjections. He's going to be a great character this season. All right, my personal favorite right now is B. I think she's tough as nails. I liked her attitude coming out of that second immunity challenge loss of we can't get down on ourselves with this. That's only going to continue to keep us down. She tore, or again, sprained her MCL uh, on the show and seems like she's going to stick it out. Um, yeah. I, I think she's a really cool character to watch going forward. Obviously, she's in a bit of a tough situation with the way that the current David tribe is shaking out based on that last vote. But like we said, we know tribes are switching up here um, come next episode. Yeah. Um, all right. So not necessarily who do we like the most, but who do we think is most likely to win right now? Who do you say? Um same with my favorite to watch right now it's a angelina yeah. i think for reasons i already explained she's got pretty much all the categories checked off early on um the, i think what could knock her off is that she could be such a good player that people all of a sudden blindside her just because of the threat of her winning um it's one of those that you got to be strong confident player but you've got to f- navigate and have a little bit of luck on your side from either votes or a challenge going your way so you don't go to council that day. Um, And also, it's going to be interesting to see what these new tribes are going to look like because maybe it worked with the Goliaths because that's who she's familiar with. But this is a unique thought I just thought of is mixing now David and Goliath, you're going to have those two different kind of personalities meshing. So people are going to be forced to work with people alongside that they're normally not used to because the Goliaths were same personality, same type, you know alpha where the davids are more betas and you're gonna now have a mix and you're gonna maybe be too strong to david you bring up an interesting theme for the season and the types of players that they put into this game is i see that goliath tribe and they're all pretty selfish people now they know when we're in the you know tribe uh portion of the game that they have to work together to advance themselves but they're very much individual, um, selfishly motivated people. Mm -hmm. Whereas what I notice out of the David tribe is that they're a lot more 
teamwork oriented people yeah it's still a game where only one person wins in the end but their method of advancing themselves is by working with others yeah so i think still my pre uh early favorite is angelina but it'll be uh, interesting these next couple episodes to see how that all pans out I think, you know, it's way too early for these predictions, obviously, in the show, but I think it might be Christian. He's obviously sharp as a tack, even though he has the social skills of, like, a banana, Um, and he seems to get how the game of Survivor works. I mean, he did this alliance with Nick, And I think that's probably a power alliance going forward. I mean, they could be the Wendell and Dominic uh, of this season Mm -hmm. uh, if things continue the way that they have in these first couple of episodes. But Christian knows the game. He's not, uh, at least in any observable way, terrible at challenges. you got to be at least a little good once you get to the individual portion. Um, and I think he thinks everything through, which uh, usually tends to win out in the long term on Survivor. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've got. Again, way too early so far. Any parting thoughts before we wrap up here? Uh, just really excited to see what's going to happen with the mixed tribes. Yeah. Other than that, uh, just want to see some random actions happen where people are going to either be blindsided. Always excited for that. Um, just getting to know all these new players, still wanting to see their progressions and how we go along. So it'll be an exciting new season. Yeah, I'm excited to see how these players start to develop from a personality perspective. We haven't gotten a lot of it so far. Nobody's clearly, other than maybe John, uh, who's a really loud personality, but hasn't had like a lot of featured action so far. Yeah, and we're going to probably be wrong about a lot of these takes that we had today. almost everything but you know that's the fun along the way yeah all right until next time it's jared and john this is the jp forever survivor podcast follow us on twitter at jp forever pod uh and till then outwit outlast outplay baby good night